Good morning, Lansing. It's Saturday, it's 9 a.m., and the pet experts are in the building. This is the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show on 1320 WILS and 1320WILS.com. Now, here are your hosts, Rick Pruce and Lee Cohen. Welcome, pet keepers, to this week's MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show. I'm your host, Lee Cohen, here with my co-hosts, the pet experts themselves. First to my left, Mr. Rick Pruce from Pruce Pets. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Lee. And to my left, we got Dr. Schultz. That's right. Good morning, Doc. Somehow I'm always on the left, never on the right. Well, you know what? The good part, you guys are on my right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there we go. Yeah. Well, one of us has to be right. I mean, oh, it's a, it's, ah, here we go. I mean, yeah. I mean Not come necessarily. On. No, well, that's Not necessarily. True. That's try. true. We're getting close to Halloween. Last week, you guys were kind enough to not bring a snake into the studio. <laughs> but this week, the Halloween that we're going to talk about is the upcoming event that's going to be next Friday at Proust Pets. And after 15 years of doing this event, I can already flat out predict this is going to be the most well-attended event, the most enjoyable event. If you don't go, you will sincerely miss something because truth is, other than silver bells in the city, I think this could be one of the most popular and fun and big events (laughs) in Lansing in this fourth quarter of 2023. And we're going to talk with Kirby Pruce, who's going to tell us all about it. And Rick, she's excited, I'm sure. Yeah, I know uh, there's a heightened level of planning and a heightened level of excitement this year. I think it's kind of like we're finally far enough away from COVID that we can get people back in and actually have an, a real dog contest where people can kind of walk down the runway. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, that's all mainly been from my daughter's like enthusiasm and interest to pull this off. And we this started, you know, months ago when we went to a – conference or a like a trade show with one of the distributors and in in attendance was lots of dog and cat um companies selling merchandise and such and vendors yep and so we normally have one or two vendors i know she has i think seven vendors that are going to be there this year Wow! and inevitably if this goes well you know the numbers will just probably grow because we're just organizing it and making it a functional event uh, from a you know like a perspective of hey this is just something we do every year and let's make this really big let's make this really happening but it's not just Proust it's all of Old Town exactly that's participating exactly. I mean it's it's just like the parade where it's all of downtown that gets involved right. with right. it right. this is all of the Old Town businesses all yeah. jumping in and saying we want to play a yeah. role and participate in this which yeah. is great and what's really really fantastic is to be able to have a day with your dog where you can walk through Old Town and there's smiles on everybody's faces and there's all kinds of strange costumes, dogs, you know, moving around the community. And it's just adorable. Yeah, it, it will be they, fun. Are people bringing cats to this also? Well, in the past, we have seen a cat or two. We're encouraging not to do that. I just wouldn't recommend it. Uh, it, it would be great to have. But we do have a participant this year that's all about cats. Even though they're not in Old Town yet, their building is. Uh, yes, right. Uh, the Glacier Cat, Cat Cafe. Cafe. Yeah. Um, my daughter encouraged them to bring treats 
and bring smiles and bring, you know, their their volunteership. And it's just kitty they'll be the second stop if you come to get your map to go around Old Town at Bruce Pets, the next stop will be Constellation Cat Cafe. And and you gotta uh I can tell it's gonna be really fantastic. They just spent uh all of yesterday painting the front of that building Sweet. and it has changed colors. It is rather bright and fantastic. And I'm just anxious for everybody awesome. in the community to see what's in store. But Well, that sounds like a great part of it. And, and we're going to hear all about the details from Kerbay when she's on with us. And then in our final segment, we're going to do something uh, that we're going to probably do a lot more often in the future and take advantage of Dr. Schultz and his expertise to talk about some of the health issues that you need to be aware of this time of year and specifically to the foods and what have you. And unfortunately, if your animals get into foods that they shouldn't, what can happen? So that's what we're going to talk about this week on the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show here on 1320 WILS. Welcome back to the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show on 1320 WILS. We're back here with the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show. And Rick and Doc, we have with us a returning guest I would consider to be one of the most regular regulars that we've had on this show over the years since when Rick couldn't be here. A lot of time it was Kirby Pruce who was sitting across from me yeah. filling in very well for her father. And now she is a little bit busier because in addition to raising arguably one of the more famous babies in in the uh, community based on the following that your daughter seems to have for everything. But she's also planning an amazing event for Bruce Pat. Welcome back to the show, Kerbay. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. Kerbay, what happened to you? What possessed you to say that, you know, we've had this wonderful event going on in Old Town for 15 years now. People have enjoyed it. I remember a few years ago we had 100 entries in the contest, and there were probably 500 people walking around. But that was just playtime. Yeah, evidently in your mind, because this year you are ramping it up, and I think you're going to have a huge event. What possessed you to make it so big? Yeah, I don't think that I had to make it any bigger. I think that the community, they rally around this event. They absolutely love it. When I go around and I talk to business owners about their involvement with the event, I'm always met with that is just the most fun event of the year. Um, They talk about how it brings them so much joy. I mean, who doesn't want to see a poodle dressed up as a clown? Um, (laughs) They love it and they support it. And even just last night, I was laying in bed and I had just put my daughter to sleep and I had a message from another local business and they said, we know your event is like a week away, but is there any way we can be involved? So um, this is just so community supported and people love their pets. So, um, and, and I can't imagine not doing it. You know, we've been involved with this in some capacity for, geez, over 15 years now. And it's, it's just a time to celebrate our pets and what they mean to us. It's, it's a time to engage with community and pet lovers. And so, so we just love it. That's great. How many, uh, what are you expecting this year? Do you have people that tell you ahead of time they're coming? 
So this year we started the online registration. Um, we are actually capping it at 300 dogs. Sweet. That number was determined based on um, how many we had last year. Um, and the reason they say we have to cap it is because for the dogs that um, enter the costume contest, they actually get a, a special swag bag, if you will. And this year, wow, have we had support from our different vendors. Um, these bags are going to be dispersing with treats and even toys. Um, so their dogs are going to be spoiled. So we're capping costume registration at 300. Um, you can register on our Facebook page. There's a pinned registration link at the top. Um, you can also register here the night of the event, if that's more your style. Um, and overall, I mean, the event on Facebook is showing that I think we've got 1.8 thousand people interested in the event. Um, I don't know exactly how many are coming, but based on community excitement, I think it will be a lot. Um, one thing I want to also add is that dog safety is one of our main priorities. So this year, we actually have what are called safety stops um, around the community. So these are areas that if your dog is exhibiting signs of, of anxiety or they're just a little over threshold, um, just like some kids get overwhelmed at trick-or-treating, uh, we have these different areas on the map where you can go to that have a grass patch for them to relieve themselves and also several different avenues or sidewalks where they can get away and have some quiet time. Well, that's also, great. Um, I received a call the other day. <laughs> was a little anxious at first. It just started with, this is Michigan State Police Department. Is this Kirby proof? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they said, we caught wind of your dog event. And I said, okay. And they said, we would love to be involved. Um, we're actually the department that works with community involvement and pet safety. And what we want to do is show up and give out 300 emergency preparedness packs for dogs. Um, nice. So they will be on site as well. Um, so, yes, we have a lot of dogs that will probably be attending, but we're also making sure that, that their safety is top priority. Yeah, and, and you were mentioning, too, about this uh, a map that people can pick up for finding these places for the dogs. Where can we get a copy of that? Yeah, so you'll want to start your event at Proof. Um, that way you can get your goodie bag, you can get kind of the directions of what's going on, and you can pick up your map. Um, and these maps have over 30 businesses in Old Town that you can That's pick up treats. Huge. So there's a lot on that map. <laughs> are they doing uh, people treats, too, and dog treats, both? Uh, are these businesses all being involved in this? It's funny you say that. Um, this year there will be some candy passed out. Uh, in years past, we didn't have that. But we have so many people wanting to be involved that, yes, some are giving out candy. Well, Lee's all about the candy part. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also I have to add this. So um, back by popular demand, we will have our barbecue food truck. Um Southside Schmitties. I had no idea they had such a fan following. Last year we had them out, and there were people <laughs> screaming out of their cars as they rode down South Cedar Street, um, and they were just so excited um, that we had this barbecue truck here. So they will be coming back, um, and we will have them set up in the parking lot. And if you think about it, it's a perfect odor to oh, yeah. to have calms the dog during a yeah well I don't know if it calms the dog well I'm with they are salivating it's dinner time yeah yeah but uh, <laughs> if I were a dog showing up with that odor I think and odor is everything to a dog yeah. so yeah and so parking where am I going to park when I come down here 
Yeah, so you'll want to park um, either along Maple Street if you're trying to park at our store because the parking lot will be full, or there will be several other side streets you can park at. So um, all along Chavez will be available. There's also going to be overflow parking at our new and exciting Aquarium Innovations uh, offices across kind of kitty corner to Priest Pets. There's a whole parking lot over there that um, will allow for great overflow parking. So it's only a little two-block trot, um, but we will have directional signs on how to get over there. That's awesome. So if I don't have a dog, this is a place to come to see a whole bunch of dogs. (laughs) Yes. No, we have people that come just for the entertainment. They just love it. That's awesome. Now, if somebody doesn't register, they can still maybe walk their dog around Old Town and hope for some treats? Yeah, yep. The the treat stations will be open. Um, the only thing is if they come to Proust and they register, they'll get that swag bag. Yeah, um, nice. What we do ask if you register for the costume contest is to be here um, at the 6 p.m. time frame when we start the celebrity judging contest um, and to have your dog ready to go. That's great. Nice, nice. And when it comes to the dog walking and and taking care of that, uh, typically how many people bring more than one dog? Because as someone who went from one dog to two dogs, it can be a lot tougher to control the two dogs than it was to control the one. So uh, how how do people generally deal with that? So... That brings me to our winner last year. Um, did you see our winner last year, Lee? Uh, uh, yeah. Well, I saw the video is, of what you guys did in the studio after with the winner. Yeah. <laughs> so they had a lot of dogs, right? Yeah. They had It was um, like eight of different... them. Yeah. <laughs> and I have to say, they did a phenomenal job with those dogs and, and making sure that they all worked together. Um, but those are also people that it was a couple different families that came together. Right. Um, and, and they had kind of prepared for it. They knew the disposition of their dogs. They knew that they behaved well in the general public. Um, they knew that this would work well for those specific dogs. So it went great. Um, you know, every costume is different. And we've had just the other day, I was looking through photos from past costume contests and there was somebody they were the um the game pac-man what are those characters called in, in pac-man the little guys that they eat are those i don't know much about pac-man the, the little ghosts the little edible ghosts the little, yeah <laughs> they had all their dogs dressed up as the ghost and then <laughs> the humans were dressed up like the pac-man that was eating them oh, and, wow. They made it work, you know. The thing I'll suggest is just know how to read your dog um, and know that it's an exciting event and, um, you know, be prepared for that. Uh, Kirby, when it comes to the contest itself, how is that going to work? Is it going to be where uh, the dogs are called up in an order, kind of like it used to be pre-COVID? Uh, how, how do you have that planned for this year? Well, because we have so many dogs this year, um, it's not necessarily going to be in a particular order. Um, in the past, we had your number one, make sure you're here first. Your number two, make sure you're here second. Right. This year, you will get a number, and it will look just like one of those numbers that you get when you go to a, a race, right, like a 5K or a 10K. And you'll want to make sure you have that number with you. And then we'll 
send everybody through in the order that they're here. Um, and then you'll hold up your number and then the judges will be able to write down those numbers so they can identify which dog it is. And then those numbers are directly linked back to a Google form that those judges can reference just to make sure they've got the right dog. Um, but we, we are um, putting all the steps in place to make sure that that runs as smoothly as possible. Um, we'll have three big tents set up in the parking lot that you'll parade your dog through. And this year, oh my gosh, do we have a celebrity judge lineup for you. So they are all very excited um, and, and can't wait to be there. We have the new director of Ingham County Animal Control. We have Janice Milligan from Doggy Daycare and Spa. We have the new director of the Old Town Commercial Association, Samantha Benton. We have uh, radio personality uh, Mojo. We have um, the director of Potter Park Zoo, Cynthia Wagner. And then we have yours truly, Rick Cruz. So, your oh, I guess I'm judging. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, and then uh, Lee, yes. our MC, our yes, MC truly. is uh, the MC is Genesis Terrell from Power ninety six point five, and Genesis is. Uh, how did your employee describe him? Kind of crazy. <laughs> and he's going to be on the mic, and he's going to be having a really good time with it. And so it's like I said before. I just think Kerbay decided that she's tired of hitting singles and doubles, and yeah, she's God she's God. swinging for well, the fences this year. On, on on that point, I do want to talk about a, a home run, and that is just uh, Kerbay Pruce. Okay, so my daughter uh, spends endless sense. Her energy at that store is all about making sure the store runs in a way that it's fitting for customer and fitting for staff and fitting for a respectable business in the community. And she has just received a uh, top five uh, award um, in the City Pulse uh, top of the town. And uh, if anybody wants, anybody that has had that experience of my daughter, either directly or indirectly through coming to our store and getting good service, she's been the one that's been kind of the arbitrator of that. So if you've had good service at Pruce Pets, and certainly if you've had great service from my daughter, Kirby Pruce, go to the Top of the Town Awards and vote for her now through October. When does it go till, Kirby? It goes until Halloween, so it goes until October 31st. Yeah, and there's there's great, I'm sure the the uh, there, there are fellow business people that are also up for the award, take a look at all of them. But if you've had a great experience at Pruce Pets, if you've had a great experience with Kirby Pruce, please vote for her. Well, well, and I have to also say, I mean, Dad, you have won Humanitarian of the Year um, up against local politicians. Um, you have won, you know, our store overall has won Best Pet Store several years. And so I am reflecting on that because I was surprised to, to be in the top five. There's a lot of people in Lansing that provide excellent customer service, and that's the category. You know, I come from two parents that exude wonderful customer service and are wonderful people, and I'm not just saying that. I, I truly do. It comes from somewhere, and it's you guys. And to me, customer service, which, you know, it sounds so business, customer service to me is just Serving the public and being kind. Right. And I think that, you know, we live in a time where, especially post-pandemic, 
people feel isolated, people feel misunderstood. And if there's anything we strive to do at Proof, it's not judge a book by its cover and really meet people where they're at. And so I feel that I'm, you know, one of 70 people in this building that are simply working to connect with people, not judge them and be kind. And so, you know, I think that people see me a lot on our social media or they see our family as kind of the face of the store. But that award to me is a culmination of our history, our legacy, those who brought us here, but also everybody in the building that's working hard every single day to provide top-notch service. So, that's an incredibly think- deserving award, yep. too. Absolutely. All right. Well, Kirby, uh, we need to take a break. When we come back, though, we'll continue the conversation and give anyone last-minute tips on how to do well at the Halloween costume contest that's taking place on Friday. Uh, and we'll be back right here on 1320 WILS. Whoever said the dogs won't chase parked cars never met Rick Proust and Lee Cohen. They're back on the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show, 1320 WILS. It's 25 minutes till the top of the hour, and we're back here with the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show. And we've been talking this morning with Kirby Pruce, who is sharing with us the details of next Friday's huge huge event in Old Town, which is the trick-or-treating event that's going to take place first for a couple of hours, and then it is the costume contest, which is going to be taking awesome. place at Proust Pat, actually outside of Proust Pats, because your 25,000 square feet is nowhere near enough space for this crowd. <laughs> so bottom line is, it's going to be a great event. And Kerbay, let's talk about what are some of the things that you've seen that people do in order to represent themselves well in this event because for some people they're just trying to think what would be really cute for an animal and they might go out and buy a a pre-made costume other people i know have spent literally months if not a year developing a handmade completely custom uh, costume for their animal what do you suggest based on your experience for people to do well Yeah, so little tip, homemade, always wins the hearts of the judges. Um, The first one that comes to mind, and they were one of our winners a few years ago, it was a greyhound. Part of why they wanted to enter is they wanted to bring awareness to the amount of greyhounds that need rescued. Um, This was one that came from down in Florida and had been pulled out of racing. And so they had rescued this guy. But their costume stopped people in their tracks because it had a billowing smoke element. Now, (laughs) there was no fire involved, but what they did is they made their dog into the three smokestacks in downtown Lansing. Uh, It was a love Lansing costume, and it had a dry ice component. So before they went up to see the judges, they had to step aside, add some dry ice to the top of the costume, and then as they paraded in front of the judges, the smokestacks were blinking with light and also had the smoke. So, you know, that's just some out-of-the-box creative thinking, and it really just made people stop and say, what is that? So homemade is definitely a fan favorite. 
Yeah, it takes it, the the when you see some of these, the talent and the the artistic talent that people have is just amazing. Sometimes it's phenomenal, and I I think of another guest that we have. She's actually a local dog trainer, so you know she has <laughs> the great <laughs> ability to work with these dogs who then are trained to work with their costume. Um, she always has an element where the dog has a vehicle. And then the dog gets pulled in the vehicle or, and then um, it's just something fun. So one year her dog was basically put in this wagon. She pulled the wagon and the wagon was decorated to look like a mousetrap. And the dog sat in the wagon and just its head popped out. And then it looked like the dog's head was a mouse. And it had a little piece of cheese on its nose, and the mouse trap was about to come up and over the head. Oh. <laughs> it was well, it, it, remarkable it, that the dog sat in there the whole time and was so cooperative with it. Isn't there? Isn't she also the one that made one that was like, uh, you know, you go to a gas station or something, and they have those things where the claw comes down, and there's the little oh. toys yeah. that are in there, yeah. and her dog yeah. was head claw was sticking machine. up into the claw machine. <laughs> oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. 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 Those, so, are, those are good visuals. Yeah. Yeah. So and, she's she, she's fantastic. And, but. Er, and everybody needs to know, too, you're not going to go Friday at noon and put this on your dog and show up at Bruce Pets at 4 o'clock. Well, you're, you can. You yeah, can. Well, you're, <laughs> you can. You're welcome to do that. Yeah, it, it could be total rodeo. You yeah. probably want to try this a few weeks ahead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's all good. And uh, I, I, I think if you just come down to watch, you'll have an endless amount of entertainment. So um, it might be a little more difficult for parking that night. Uh, maybe not the time to come down to get your tropical fish, but who knows? You can. <laughs> we'll get you in there somehow, right? Right, yeah. right Kirby? We'll get in, but yes, it will definitely be busy. <laughs> <laughs> Is there, um, with, with the time people come in in the past, we've had, you know, where people came into the store, but now we close at 7, and this event ends at 7. Uh, how How is that going to work? Um, yeah, so the event that evening goes from 4 until 7. From 4 to 6 will be the trick-or-treating all throughout the neighborhood, um, and then from 6 to 7 is the costume contest. But we welcome you to come into Cruise anytime between 4 and 7. We'll actually have um, a lot of discounts in the actual dog department. So it's a great time to stock up for toys and treats um, for Christmas time for your dogs. Um, so definitely come on inside. Now, Kirby, when it comes to this event and pulling this off, Clearly, you've had some help this year, and you've had some support from various vendors as well as other people who are sponsoring and participating in the event. Uh, who is involved with it that you'd like to pass along a thank you, a kudos, and an appreciation for their roles in making this event what seems to be almost a sure bet home run? Yeah, I mean, first I have to give a hand out to the old town business owners. They embrace this event. They love it. They're always there to greet the dogs with a big smile and a treat. So thank you to all the business owners that pass out treats. 
Um, also, I have to give a shout out this year, especially to my boyfriend, <laughs> who helps me as I have a toddler crawling all over me and I'm pulling my hair out. Um, and he writes down notes and keeps me organized. So he gets a shout out. His name is Alex. Um, I also want to thank Kong and Nutrisource. They have been really wonderful with making donations for our prizes and for our goodie bags. Um, and, of course, a big thank you to all of our celebrity judges who take the time out of their night to just support community and support this really fun event. Right. And don't you have, like, uh, other companies that are going to be setting up there as sponsors as well? I think uh, your nail clipping company and, and Annabelle's. Talk about them. Yeah, we have several vendors lined up this year. They will all be outside um, in the front parking lot with their vendor tables. It's a wonderful time to learn about all of the services they offer. Uh, there's one thing I can say about Proof Pets and our dog department. It's that we are a wonderful place to come to get resources for all things pet care. So uh, we will have Annabelle's Pet Station outside. They are one of the premier places to go for dog training. Uh, we will have Topher's Nail Clinic. Just great guys that actually we partnered with recently. Um, they're coming out and doing a nail clinic once a month at Proof Pets. So you can sign up in advance, bring your dog out, and they do nail trimmings um, with a portion of the proceeds going back into the community to different organizations that do animal rescue. Um, we also have Buddy's Pals. Um, I think you may have had them on your show before. Yes, we Buddy's have. Pals is a lot of work with helping to take dogs out into the community as emotional support animals, um, libraries, school groups, hospitals, um, just to really share the significance of the human-animal bond and what they can do. Um, we also have Kona the dog. Kona the dog will be here. Um, Kona is a special dog to me. I met Kona a few years ago, actually, at the Halloween event, um, and Kona's mom asked, if I thought Kona would be a good emotional support animal. And I said, I definitely think so. So she said that led her down the journey of getting Kona certified. And Kona has been one of the main dogs out at MSU um, providing emotional relief to students post the awful shooting that happened. Oh um, so Kona will be here taking photos, doing meet and greets. And I don't know. Do you want me to keep going? No, no. Hey, we would. We time. would like you to keep going, but unfortunately, <laughs> this is yeah. definitely a place to be. Yeah, we are running out of time. Absolutely. But Kerbey, thank you so much for all of your efforts in advance for everyone who's going to be attending it. We thank you for putting this on because it's going to be a treat for everybody involved. Next Friday, four p.m. to six p.m., and then the event from six to seven at Bruce Pats. And thank you so much, Kerbey. Ray Proust for your info. You are welcome. Thank you. Oh, our pleasure. And Rick and Doc, after the break, we're going to come back and talk about some of the other things that you have to think about to keep your dog safe uh, and your cat safe during this time of year, right here on 1320 WILS. Like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com forward slash mmpets. Upload your pet's picture or check out the silly pet photos that we put up there to get you through your day. Two legs. Good. Four legs? Better. Any more or less than that? It's a party. It's the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show on 1320 WILS. I am the little red rooster. Two legs and a crow for day. 
We're back here with the Mid-Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show. And, Rick, for this segment, we are lucky that we've got Doc in the studio with us <laughs> because the bottom line is when it comes to medical opinions, I trust his. Yeah. And he's a lot easier to get in touch with than some of the veterinarians in this town. No knock, but they're busy. So right. uh, we've got Dr. Schultz to answer yeah. some questions in this segment because we're going to talk about some of the issues that come up this time of year because there's a lot of safety issues that are involved. It's not just the seasonality and what's going on outside, but it's also the actions of the people that's going on this year, both of which can become an obstacle. So with that said, Doc, uh, for the segment, I'll ask you the question, what are the things that people who have dogs and cats specifically have to be aware of to keep their animals safe? Well, as we go into the fall, things change. People aren't going outside. People are still taking their dogs out on walks. But a lot of times you get a morning that's an ugly morning, and you don't want to go outside with your dog. Send, send Fido outside to go pee and whatever, and, and then leave him out there. And what's he doing out there? Well, he's sniffing around, and he's finding all sorts of stuff out in the yard that maybe he wouldn't be getting into if you were there. Yeah. And so one of the big issues this time of the year is you've got a lot of leaf drop, leaf fall, and the ground is wet and damp. And then we get the warm day, and mushrooms will pop up almost instantly in the backyard. Mm-hmm. And uh, mushrooms are different. So you've got a younger dog. It's never seen them before. It sniffs them. It looks like, oh, mushrooms are kind of neat. Well, in the mushrooms we have in Michigan, there are a lot of mushrooms that we have that are actually toxic. So you can't just go out in your backyard and make dinner with the mushrooms. And <laughs> um, we did have that happen in Lansing a few years ago. Some people did this, and they had friends over for dinner, and their dog was like died. And the people, well, what happened? Ladies, said, well, I went out in the yard and got some mushrooms for dinner, and I'm cooking those. And so they all ended up in the hospital getting their stomachs pumped, and they lived. But most mushrooms won't kill that fast. The typical mushroom poisoning that you're going to see is vomiting and diarrhea. Well, what is the number one thing in a veterinary clinic that we deal with on a daily basis? Vomiting and diarrhea. Um, in humans, you get the diarrhea, you go take your medicine, and you call the doctor only if it's bad. But in your dog... It just painted the living room. And so what are you going to do? You're going to take it to the vet because we need right. this to stop before we get right. the carpeting right. destroyed. Right. So the the hallmark of this is they get really hyper. The, the, the dog, because of the mushroom poisoning, they it's called a muscarinic poisoning. But the dog gets very, very hyper agitated and then they're vomiting and diarrhea. And there are uh, atropine is one of the antidotes. It's a drug that we use before surgery to stop salivation and stuff. And a dose of atropine typically reverses it within seconds. Huh. Uh, it's just amazing how fast you can reverse it. But you got to catch it on time. But the good thing also, oh, there's nothing good about a mushroom poisoning. But most cases, it makes them sick. So they're going to be vomiting up the mushrooms. And you're going to see them in the vomitus. Yeah, yeah. And that's when you call the emergency clinic and get in. Or well, I, I got a question. Um, you practiced for a few years. Just a couple. And... How many times did you confront mushroom poisoning? Every fall. Every fall. And sometimes in the spring, too. I would bet every single fall we had this happen. So this is pretty common. Maybe not... You know, every week in the fall, but but every single fall we would have this happen. But the good news is, we've never in our clinic ever had a death from it. 
So in yeah. certain states, there are yeah. our mushrooms are way more toxic M- than we have. Species in that are yeah. really, really yeah, problematic. Right. Yeah, well, and yeah. I'm not a fungus, a fungi expert. Yeah, but probably more in the warmer climates. Yeah. Well, Doc, right. since we've species. met you, we yeah. think you're a fun guy. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's fine. But, oh, but, Lord. but but let's let's Pudding. but let's go from there because yeah. in addition yeah. to that, the one of the biggest things that's going to come up in the next two weeks is this crazy holiday called Halloween. Right. And as someone who tries to avoid candy and chocolates all year, and I have not been able to because everywhere I go, it's on the counter, and it's good stuff. It's not the lousy stuff. You gotta so just it step makes it back. It you makes missed. it hard, but for a dog, it's virtually impossible it, it to get them away from it. And uh, chocolate can really harm a, an animal. Talk yeah, about uh, that. Yeah, the big thing with the chocolate is it has it has. Um, theobromine and caffeine. So caffeine is going to hype up. And this is another one, just like the mushroom. So the caffeine and the chocolate, if your dog got a good dose of it, it's going to get them ramped up. And it's just like your uh, two to six-year-old uh, kid that has uh, ice cream before bed. That's why grandparents yeah. always give it to them of course before they, they send yeah. them home. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they get ramped up before good they tip, Rick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, we've got the, the, uh, t- the, the ice cream place right next door to the store. <laughs> <laughs> and my... My granddaughter already knows how to say ice cream and 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 tries to pull us down in that direction. So as long as we return them to their their real family within yes. fifteen minutes, we're safe. We're good. Oh, yeah. We're good. So that's that's the one sign of it. But the theobromine is really toxic to their kidneys, and so you can cause very severe kidney failure with this. So you have to be careful. Um, keeping the kids' chocolate off the floor. So they, they go out trick-or-treating, and they lay it on the floor and look through it. Well, where's the dog? The dog's sitting next to him or laying next to him, and, and eventually some of it's getting eaten. So the good part about this is milk chocolate that you're going to get at Halloween is not as toxic as unsweetened baking chocolate. So yeah. the thing was, if you have an 80-pound dog, and you give him milk chocolate, that 80-pound dog will not be toxic. And this is just a ballpark, not unless it eats three pounds Pounds of of milk chocolate. That's pretty much everything your kid brought home. But Well, we do have Bruce, uh, and if there is 10 pounds of chocolate, Bruce Bruce, Bruce, would eat eat all of that, without a doubt. And then there's all the wrappers that they eat. That's right, and that's the issue, too. And then the other thing is, though, but unsweetened chocolate for an 80-pound dog, it is 3.5 ounces. Wow. That's just a little tiny piece. So there's a huge... Huge, huge difference, difference. In the, and the quality of chocolate. So milk chocolate isn't all the same quality. You have some German milk chocolate that's really good. That's more toxic. So you have to be careful. And as far as wrappers, yeah. dogs are pretty good. Most unless it's a toy breed, but most of the big breeds, the wrappers are going to make it. But the issue we see is cats. the child. Yeah, takes the aluminum foil off something, wads it up. Cats love <laughs> to play with those things. Yeah. And after cats play with them, they eat them. And the thing about the aluminum foil is your cat's having problems or the cat starts vomiting, and we cannot see aluminum foil on an X-ray. So the problem you have is we have to then do contrast in the stomach, and you see, wow, the cat's vomiting, and the stomach is full, but full of what? We don't know. So sometimes you have to either go in with a scope, you have to go in, uh, or and, and making cats vomit doesn't work quite as well as dogs. But one of our good dog stories. We had a lady that made chocolate treats for friends every winter. She got dark chocolate and white chocolate. 
And the dog, two years in a row, got into the chocolate. So we brought the, cho- the dog in, and we give them an emetic. This is a drug that makes the dog vomit. And the dog, of course, this is always at night, and I would come in the clinic on the emergency back then and do this. Our kennel room where the dog vomited smelled like Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. (laughs) It was the most delicious smelling vomit I have ever seen. And it was and what was very interesting about it was it came out as white chocolate and then Dark chocolate. It, it was completely separated. The two had never mixed in the stomach. Um, wow. I guess the toxicity decreased the amount of digestion going on in the stomach. But it was, it was it, it, when it happens, you have so many things that you've been in practice, let's say, for 50 years. And what makes you smile? And to this day, I can still smell the kennel room from that. And did, I'm like, did, oh. Did you look around for any Oompa Loompas? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> they were there for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they were there. Yeah. But, but so the things you watch for when this happens is that a change in behavior. So uh, a, an up excitement back again to the child that got too much sugar at night. This is a sugar high. Um, and then the day after or the day after that, the vomiting because there's something in their stomach that shouldn't be there. What's your window of opportunity to save the animal when it's a serious situation? By the time you see them hyped up, you've got to get going. So that, that means they're already getting the effects of the caffeine. In it. And so the theobromines being – that means they're absorbing the toxins in this. Uh-huh. And so it's important to get going. Yeah. So a lot of times in some of the cases we can use peroxide and give the dog peroxide orally yeah. and make them vomit. And so if you are a long distance from an emergency clinic or it's going to take you an hour or two to get there, uh, this is something that can be done at home. And uh, you can call your veterinarian and they can give you directions on how to do that. Yeah. The other thing we see this time of year too is – um, people are over for holidays. Uh, we have big holidays coming up. And what happens at holidays? You have big meals this time of year that you typically don't have, and that includes gravy. And so the one thing that people do is say, oh, look at that dog food or that cat food. It's just dry food. And, oh, it's so boring. And look what we had for dinner. Let's dump some gravy on there. Um, a, a, a big source of gravy for an adult middle-aged, moderately overweight dog is a case of pancreatitis. And you will stimulate, people can get pancreatitis from acute dieting, and the acute dieting can cause it. But in dogs, this influx of fat in this overweight dog, uh, they get a rigid abdomen, they're sore, and it is a deadly disorder. So at holidays, be careful, you eat the gravy, leave it alone from the dogs. Well, and, that, and that's just from the extreme amount of fat that's in the yes, product. Yes, okay. that's what gravy is. Yeah. Well, Doc, we will talk about this more as we proceed in the season because I know there's lots of other things that we need to warn people about. But unfortunately, we are out of time for this week's show. But on behalf of our producer, Bruce Warner, and my co-hosts in the studio, Rick Bruce and Dr. Schultz, this is Lee Cohen wishing all of you a great weekend, a great weekend. We'll talk next weekend on the Mid-Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show. Meantime, please, please. Please, please take good care of your pets. Hey, got some ideas for a show? Questions? Maybe suggestions? Just email us, mmpets at 1320wils.com or message us on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash mmpets. Africa!